This episode of Weekly Weird News is sponsored by Honey. Now, a few people have pointed out over the past few weeks that we've said hardly a single peep about whatever the hell's going on up in Canada right now. And that's true for a few reasons. Um, first of all, it's being framed as some sort of extended Canadian version of January 6th in a lot of ways, which means it's a rerun. Yeah. And a shitty rerun at that because Canadians, try as they might, are simply not on our level when it comes to this kind of right-wing hog shit. And therefore, the cringe potential is significantly lower. And just kind of mirrors the everyday right-wing cringe that we've seen down here on the regular for the past mm, six years. Yeah. Oh, cool. More boomers getting mad at basic public health measures. Yawn. More at six. Uh, (laughs) Uh, It's also been framed as a populist uprising in which the entire Canadian supply chain is standing up for personal freedom. When, in fact, the vast majority of the people in these so-called trucker protests aren't even truckers. And the vast majority of Canada's actual truckers are, in fact, vaccinated and support vaccine requirements for border crossings. And that's also true of the Canadian population in general. The popular uprising that's happening right now is not very popular at all. Yeah, the pickup truckers. Yeah. Uh The whole thing is also clearly very astroturfed by various North American conservative organizations with deep pockets and therefore not an organic protest movement deserving of serious attention. Supporters of the trucker protests were the same people calling for Black Lives Matter protesters to be run over and shot. Also, some of these people are literal Nazis and white supremacists. But if we made a video every time some aggrieved boomers got together to yell about vaccines and lockdowns, there'd be no room for all the NFT news that we have to cover. This is a news channel, but we generally cover stuff that's also funny or interesting. And most of this fake Canadian insurrection has been neither funny nor interesting. What's happening in Ottawa is just a normal weekend over in Huntington Beach. So, however, we we may have finally found something about the trucker protests we're talking about, and it involves a song called Ram Ranch, the lyrics of which will almost certainly get this video demonetized, but are necessary to fully convey this story. Here's Rolling Stone. In a recent chat on a Zello channel titled Windsor Convoy 2, a group of people supporting the Trucker Convoy, a Canadian protest against vaccine mandates and lockdowns, started an impromptu sing-along for the national anthem. Oh, Canada, our home and native... You get it. One person sang off-key, followed by another crooning just as poorly, true patriot love with all our sons' command. Then comes a loud guitar riff. Eighteen naked cowboys in the shower that ram ranch, a voice <laughs> screams. They're removed from the chat before they can continue to the next lyrics. Big hard throbbing cocks wanting to be sucked. Welcome to the hashtag Ram Ranch Resistance, a loosely organized counter movement to the Shrucker Convoy. The lyrics played in the chat are from Ram Ranch, a 2012 porno metal classic by Grant McDonald that ascended to meme status thanks to lyrics like 18 naked cowboys wanting to be fucked, cowboys in the showers at Ram Ranch, on their knees wanting to suck cowboy cocks. Ram Ranch really rocks. So, look, we're not actually going to play the song for you, but we would describe it as a Canadian gay metal version of the kind of thing that the late outsider artist Wesley Willis used to make. In other words, it's just a a guy talking into a shitty mic offbeat over a backing track that also sounds like dog shit. Uh, But it's also aggressively dog shit that it's so profane that it's been a meme for several years. Sort of like rickrolling, but way more annoying. It's offensive to most people's tastes and sensibilities, but especially to social social conservatives. So it is a perfect countermeasure against the type of people who unironically wear Make America Great Again hats in fucking Canada. Here's BuzzFeed News with more. Two weeks ago, a group of anti-vaccine mandate protesters in Ottawa were talking on the live chat app Zello when one member chimed in with an offer. 
I'd love to share a freedom song, he said. I've got my old guitar here ready to go. The others responded appreciatively. So he began singing. How many roads must a convoy drive before you reach the Ram Ranch? <laughs> Unbelievable, one protester complained. You give that guy respect to play a song, and then what happens? It started as a way to ridicule the members of the so-called Freedom Convoy. It's grown into an audio guerrilla warfare campaign to stymie their communications and tank morale. The ranchers, as they identify themselves, even played a role in helping break down the blockade at the Detroit-Windsor border, and their cause has become something of a widespread resistance slogan. I never thought the words Ram Ranch would mean so much to me, says one Ottawa resident, a burly bearded guy who blends into the convoy crowds to steal as much food and supplies as he can, <laughs> which he then gives to people experiencing homelessness in the local area. You want some hand warmers? I've got four boxes of them. The author of that BuzzFeed article, reporter Paul McLeod, also recently posted a Twitter thread featuring a live play-by-play -play of a Twitter spaces chat that protesters held after most of their other major forms of communication became unusable due to the high volume of Ram Ranchers. Things went about as well as you'd expect. It's a long thread, but the entire thing is gold, so let's go. Anti-mandate protesters are holding a Twitter space emergency meeting in response to the state of emergency. One who was at the Windsor-Detroit border blockade tells a story of how their communications were infiltrated, leading to organizational collapse. Protesters were using Zello, a live communications app. The problem was the counter-protesters were spamming their channels with the gay cowboy anthem Ram Ranch, so they moved to a new channel. The problem was the moderator of the channel turned out to be a double agent. This person gained our trust. We trusted them as a moderator, the guy says. Traitor! Traitor! Another person yells. That moderator who turned out to be part of the resistance apparently shut things down and ruined their ability to communicate, allowing the police to roll up the blockade. It's a morale blow, he said. Another guy adds, what a clusterfuck. And someone started playing Ram Ranch on this feed. Christ on a cross, one protester yells. <laughs> We just can't escape it. God, this damn Ram Ranch. Can someone do something about this Ram Ranch? Yeah. Uh, continues. Things have kind of fallen apart as the resistance infiltrates the space. Yeah, I've got a plan. Why don't we go full court press tonight? I mean, full court press. Fuck these cops, says one guy, though honestly, I've lost track of who is legit and who is mocking them. There's lots of talk of needing money. None of us know how to use that goddamn Bitcoin, says one guy. <laughs> I've got kids. I need some money here. I can't do this, says another. What happened to the money we donated? I gave $600, says one woman. It's gone. Bye, says another. This has gone way off the rails. Actual quote just now. What is this Ram Ranch people are talking about? <laughs> is it somewhere we can go and get our money? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my God, I don't know how to explain this. They're trying to figure out options to insure their vehicles. One guy says he's got a live feed of an insurance company feed. Then the Curb Your Enthusiasm theme plays. The ranchers, as they're being called, are just incessantly punking them. Then some guy claiming to be a trucker supporter says he knows of an American company willing to insure Canadian truckers. It's called, coded name of an extremely gross thing to Google. Hold on, let me write that down. Oh my God. And it's unclear. It sounds like it was, it was either Goatsy or like Lemon Party or... Pickle Jar Ass Man? Yeah, something like that. Tub yeah. Girl. Yeah. Tub Girl Insurance says they'll insure all our vehicles. Just go to tubgirl.com. <laughs> Lemon Party is probably the more believable one. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God. After another guy goes on a monologue about sucking off truckers, the protesters are trying to figure out how to kick out all the Ram Ranchers. I don't understand what's happening, says one woman. People are just disgusting. Quotes that are either from truckers or ranchers pretending to be truckers, I can no longer tell. Who's ramming? I've been rammed too many times over these last couple weeks. A solid 20 seconds of someone blowing their nose. <laughs> There will be stretches of earnest conversation about how to protect the trucks and livelihood. Then there will be an exchange like, I feel like some bukkake is needed. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> uh, oh, for fuck's sake, you're out of here. 
You're another one of them ranchers. <laughs> At this point, I think it's a lot of ranchers, says the stressed out woman who keeps pleading with people to stop it. One woman tells a heartfelt story about her protester boyfriend facing verbal abuse and fearing that the protest is going to implode if they don't figure out a plan. Then there's the sound of someone flushing a toilet. <laughs> Flush. <laughs> there's uh, a lot of people captured audio from this Twitter space. There's uh, some real great nuggets. Uh, one of my favorites was a troll getting on there and being like, it's this cancel culture's run amok. Did you hear like five guys? They're changing their name to five non-binaries. <laughs> and then like the moderators is like, yeah, I just looked that up. Yeah, it looks like that's true. And it's like, what did you look up? <laughs> this guy just made that up right yeah. now. What? What? What's going on here? Yeah, I, I am here to confirm biases. That's yeah. my job in this Twitter space. Wow, can't believe they're changing five guys to five non-binary. I saw it too. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's true because I heard it just now from you. <laughs> Confirmed. People are saying it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, trucker convoy voice channels have been just getting taken over by Ram Ranchers left and right. And in some cases, Ram Ranchers have even managed to fully infiltrate groups to destroy them from the inside or have been the ones to create new groups in the first place just to waste these people time until revealing the prank and, of course, blasting Ram Ranch. Ram Ranch isn't the only tool to being used, though. Uh, as this paragraph from Rolling Stone points out, Ram Ranch has prevailed as a clarion call for resistance, though other vulgar sounds have been introduced into the chats as well. The ranch guys are finally gone, but it's about freaking time. I'd have shut that off, one person is heard saying in a clip from a chat, immediately followed by a robotic voice saying, Welcome to the cum zone. Only come inside anime girls. Quivering clit. Double jointed pussy, fresh balls. I don't know what song that is. Uh, well, it's a it's a new hit. It's going to yeah. be a big hit in Canada, where they uh, their government funds the music programs, so uh, yeah. it'll be successful immediately. Yeah. Uh, anyways, like we said earlier, Canadian conservatives can try all they want to match the insanity of their neighbors to the south, but they simply cannot match our level of right wing brainworms. And as a perfect example of this. Here's some news about a new law currently making its way through the Tennessee state legislature that seeks to basically deputize anyone with a specific gun permit that allows both concealed and open carry of handguns as law enforcement. Mm. I don't know what could go wrong with this. Uh, let's listen to uh, ABC News and see what they have to say about yeah, it. Yeah, everyone's a good guy with a gun. Yeah. Legislation introduced in the Tennessee state legislature this month is raising alarms from the state's police union and gun control advocates who say it could turn the streets into the Old West. Two bills in the State Assembly and State Senate, HB 254 and SB 2523, would amend Tennessee law and designate a person who has been issued an enhanced handgun carry permit as a member of law enforcement. Quote, as introduced, expands the definition of law enforcement officer to include a person who has been issued an enhanced handgun carry permit, provided that the permit is not suspended, revoked, or expired for purposes of authority to carry a firearm under certain circumstances. The summary for the bill reads on the Tennessee General Assembly website. So, just for some perspective here, there's currently somewhere around 16,000 sworn police officers in the state of Tennessee. The number of Tennessee residents with enhanced carry permits is more than 686,000, or around 10% of the state population. And getting one of these permits isn't very complicated or difficult. From the article, under Tennessee's gun rules, an adult civilian resident can apply for an enhanced gun permit, which allows for both open and concealed carry by paying a $100 fee and providing an eight-hour handgun safety course certificate. Several groups of residents can get an exemption to the training, including registered armed guards, members of the military, and veterans, according to the Tennessee Department of Safety and Homeland Security. And when you're like, it could turn it into the Old West, I'm sure there's a, a decent amount of people that are like, hell yeah. 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 Uh, armed society is a polite society. 
Yeah. As they say. And we're going to test that out. If you pay extra, you get a nice cool badge with it. Yeah. 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 And, a, and a cool hat. And yeah. some boots. And a horse. Mm-hmm. So, unsurprisingly, actual police in Tennessee think that this is a bad idea that's only going to make their own jobs much harder. But these are good guys with guns. <laughs> what? What's the what's issue? What's the problem? This is exactly what people ask for. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the article says, The state's largest police union, however, told ABC News that it is adamantly opposed to this bill in its current form. Scotty DeLashmit, the president of Tennessee State Lodge for the Fraternal Order of Police, said police officers in the state spend countless hours on the gun range honing their marksmanship skills and must qualify annually with the same weapons. He added that officers also spend hours training in driving, criminal law, defensive tactics, etc. These vigorous standards are in place to ensure officers are familiar with their weapons, DeLashmit said in the statement. The enhanced handgun carry permit training is far less demanding than anything required from a cadet attending a basic law enforcement academy. What could go wrong? But I think they should let him do it. Anyway, the likelihood of this bill actually passing seems very slim, but we'd almost kind of want to see an experimental version of this take place. Uh, Just put a couple thousand of these enhanced permit holders together in their own little town far from everyone else and just see how quickly everything descends into absolute chaos and as these people all pretend to be cops. There's been multiple instances where good guys with guns play hero and then end up getting killed by cops because of the confusion that results when a crime scene has multiple plainclothes shooters. So uh, let's just take this to its logical extreme and uh, see what happens when everyone is a cop and uh, everyone has a gun and can fire at will. Yeah. Yeah. The kind of guy who uh, wants to be a cop but hasn't taken the initiative to actually become a cop is... The perfect type of person who you should tell now has the authority of the law on mm-hmm. their side. Yes. Uh, th- that's exactly the MO of the type of person you want just uh, shooting things uh, when they feel that their interpretation of the law has well, been violated. I know where to go if I want the safest, coldest drink in town. Kid Rock's Honky Tonk Bar and Grill in oh, Nashville, baby. Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah. The safest drink in town. Ain't nobody going to tell me how to live, and if they do, yeah, well, I got a little present for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, moving on now to some art news, <laughs> starting with an update to last week's top story. A 90-year-old painting in a Russian art gallery that a security guard decided to improve by drawing eyes on it. So we tried to put ourselves into the mindset of the kind of person who would walk up to a work of art that they are supposed to be protecting and just vandalize it. And it turns out our assessment was actually pretty accurate. Uh, Russian news site E1 actually interviewed the security guard, identified as Alexander Vasiliev, and website Art News published an English-language summary of what this guy said. Here you go. The gallery had recently opened an exhibition of abstract art that included Anna Leporskaya's painting on loan from the State Tretyakov Gallery in Moscow. Vasiliev wasn't moved by the show, saying, To be honest, I didn't really like these works. They left a bad impression. (laughs) Vasilyev have described the vandalism as a misunderstanding. I watched how people were reacting and saw that 16 to 17-year-old kids are standing discussing why there are no eyes, no mouth, no beauty. There were girls in the group, and they asked me, Draw eyes. You work here. I asked them, Are these your works? They said yes. They gave me a pen. I drew the eyes. I thought it was just their childhood drawings. What? It looks like shit. Where's the eyes? I couldn't... I, I, yes. They forgot the eyes! Oh, I'll fix it. And also, it was very believable that these children did this work of art and that they yeah. hung it here. Oh, it's yours? Oh, you want me to fix it? You can't because you can't reach. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Oh, you guys want some beer? <laughs> I'll go to the store and buy some. So, yeah, I mean, pretty much what we guessed, but uh, with the added bonus of the security guard being peer pressured by a group of children into doing it. 
So we should also note, though, that this guy has had a extremely rough life, even by Russian standards. Mm-hmm. Uh, he fought in the first Chechen war and sustained bullet wounds across his body, along with trauma to his head and lungs, and has had psychological issues ever since. And on top of that, his wife and only son are both Jesus. dead. Uh, his second wife described him to Russian media as absolutely normal in daily life, but in some ways as naive as a child. And uh, the teenagers that he says encouraged him to deface the painting also don't even appear on the security camera footage. So that might have all just been in his head. Yeah. So hey, that's all pretty depressing stuff. Uh, but, you know, at least the damage to the artwork seems pretty minor and easy to fix. Again, I say don't fix it. Leave it up. Leave it. Leave it. And give this man uh, an art artist rib. Whatever says that you're an artist. A nice little ribbon. Uh, like a necklace that says artist on it. And then give him a space in the gallery to yeah. create. Because uh, I think that it would be very therapeutic they for should, this man to do art. They should put guys like this in a big room with not original pieces of art, but copies of them. And be like, go nuts. Here, here's some supplies. Fix them as you see fit. Yeah. How would you improve these priceless works of art? At least scan it in and digitize it for an NFT. Before yeah. you go erasing the eyeballs. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the one with the eyes. Very rare. Gary V is going to pay billions for this. He's, he's going to inadvertently fund the Ukrainian war. Great. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of art that a lot of uh, everyday people look at and say, what's the big deal? My kid could paint that. One of the late 20th century's most famous examples of this was Jean-Michel Basquiat. I, I know I'm pronouncing Basquiat. 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 I think it's even different than that. It's a little more ha- less Basquiat. harsh on the, on the T. But anyways, his work is definitely not for everyone, uh, but is considered by the art world to be at the forefront of the neo-expressionism movement. Uh, Bashkogat's life was cut short at the age of 27 due to a heroin overdose in the late 80s. So it was a big deal when the Orlando Museum of Art recently revealed that they'd be showing off newly discovered, never-before-seen Bashkogat works. Uh, the paintings were made in the early 80s and sold to a TV screenwriter for $5,000. Then they sat in a storage unit for decades before being auctioned off when the owner failed to be- pay his bill. A uh, great episode of Storage Wars. Yeah. I mean, the, the people that found this are literally like those freaks on Storage Wars. Who, yeah. Uh, and again, the, the uh, art's not for everyone, but like this is, he was like uh, pre-street art yeah, kind he, of. Uh, he was one of the like inventors of what we consider street art now. It's just a shame. It's like him and uh, Keith Haring. You can't turn one direction without seeing their stuff on every piece of merchandise now. Yeah, uh, it's so weird. Like, uh, you know, coming up in the 90s and 2000s, like Keith Haring stuff was just sort of everywhere. And then finding out, like, oh, this guy was like a street artist in the 70s. Like, this was avant-garde shit. Yeah. And now you get it on, like, fucking greeting cards and stuff. Yeah, it's literally on everything now. Yeah. Like, uh, whatever happened in the past couple of years, it's just everywhere. Same yeah. with uh, Basquiat. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, with Basquiat paintings selling for tens of millions of dollars at auctions nowadays, there's, of course, some skepticism about the legitimacy of all these new paintings. Mm-hmm. Uh, Basquiat did produce a prolific amount of work during his short life, and he did often use paintings in place of cash when he was tight on money. So that there's no telling how many Basquiat's there are out there that remain undiscovered, but uh, there are some reasons to believe that perhaps at least some of these new works are not legit. Mm-hmm. Um, the New York Times, they published a very lengthy article about this debate happening in the art world. Um, in which, you know, the Orlando Museum of Art and others are insisting that the artwork is totally legit, nothing to see here. Yeah, I mean, why wouldn't they say that? Uh, it's a long article, but towards the end, uh, there's a paragraph that is pretty incredible. But <laughs> uh, here you go. Yet, flip over one of the works and you'll find that it was painted on the back of a shipping box with a clearly visible company imprint. A line top of FedEx shipping label here. 
According to Lindon Leader, an independent brand expert consulted by The Times, who was shown a photo of the cardboard, the typeface in the imprint was not used by Federal Express before 1994. He should know. That was the year he personally redesigned the company's logo and its typefaces while working as senior design director at the Landor Associates advertising firm. Quote, It appears to be set in the Universe 67 Bold Condensed, Leader said of the label's distinctive purplish font. In 1982, they were not using Universe at that time. So the piece of cardboard could not have been produced until 12 years after Basquiat supposedly painted on it and six years after the artist's death. Ladies and gentlemen, they got him. Yeah. So, I mean, that would seem to settle things here and cast doubt on the authenticity of the entire collection. But the Orlando Museum of Art continues to insist that everything's fine. May I mean, who knows? Maybe Jean-Michel Basquiat had access to a time machine and only used it to go to the 90s and dumpster dive for cardboard. Or maybe they're fakes. Yeah. Probably the latter. Uh, I don't know if you uh, watched it. I suggested it. I can't remember the name, but it was like Finding Leonardo. Is the, they, so they claim to have found a lost Leonardo da Vinci painting, and it was authorized through, literally in the art world, they put it through every possible uh, authentic, authenticity kind of, like, yeah. the British government put their name on the line. Uh, at the uh, their their big museum, there was like, yeah, this is definitely Da Vinci. Trust me, I know Uh, Da Vinci. The story about that that is is so fucking wacky and absurd. Like these guys found it in like a New Orleans art auction for like five grand, and the last time it sold, it was like half a billion dollars. And they're ninety percent sure that it's uh, Mohammed bin Salman that owns it now. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's a wild story, and it's kind of like this happens uh, frequently because there are a lot of people who are uh, inspired by these artists who uh, you know not at the exact same time but within the same realm of uh, yeah. a time space can mimic it pretty damn well yeah uh and so that might be attributed to the artist and it's not actually their work yeah and like the basquiat like foundation who used to verify his artworks uh no longer exists because they fucked up once and got sued over it yeah so they're like all right well can't do it anymore it's yeah. on you guys. You you figure it out. Yeah, it's wild though. Like the the waters get even muddier with like you know Renaissance artists because they have like they had a bunch the, of the students, students of, who would copy or, their yeah exactly. Yeah. So uh, and those are even worth a yeah. ton of money because yeah. they studied like directly under them. It's wild. That movie's very informative. What's it called? I think it's Finding Leonardo. Okay, it's really good. It gives you all of like it's a wild tale of like financial crime and art. Uh, potential art crime and just who actually owns all of the world's most valuable pieces of art. And it's the Saudis, uh, in a lot of cases. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. A lot of it disappeared during world war two. We don't know where it is. Could be anywhere. It's hanging on your grandfather's wall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that old thing. There's, yeah. I, there's found that a, in, I found that in the Eagle's nest. <laughs> there's been a few examples of people just like having, yeah, like extremely valuable piece of art. Just like, yeah, I got it at a swap meet. Pretty cool, huh? That, well, I, that, yes, that soldiers brought back what they probably didn't even know at the time was worth yeah way more than they thought. It was like, oh yeah, yeah, it was at the one of the bunkers, and it was like there, yeah, there's I thought the painting was nice. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a picture jar of, with uh, bread. Yeah, we love it's got bread some flowers in it. I thought it would look nice in the kitchen. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. So That's anyway, a Van Gogh. Before we move on to the headlines half of the show, this episode is sponsored by Honey. The easy way to save when shopping on your iPhone or computer. We all shop online. We've all seen that promo code field taunting us at checkout. 
But thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past. Honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. Imagine you're shopping on one of your favorite sites. When you check out, the Honey button appears and all you have to do is click Apply Coupons. Wait a few seconds as Honey searches for coupons it can find for that site. And if Honey finds a working coupon, you'll watch the prices drop. I mean, we do 90% of our shopping online and every single time, there's always something, whether it's free shipping, five to 10% off, it's always something. And if you're not saving money directly, you're getting that Honey Gold, yeah. which you can uh, turn into savings Even if later. it's small, adds up. It does. It really adds up after a while. Compounding Honey Gold. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, honey doesn't just work on desktop either. It also works on your iPhone too. Just activate it on Safari on your phone and save on the go. If you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out on savings. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting our show. We would never recommend something we don't use, so get Honey for free at joinhoney.com weird. That is joinhoney.com weird. Thank you. And now for the headlines, uh, starting with... A look into the future of the Disney planned community? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> drunk guests take clothes off and brawl at Disney Springs, slip on vomit into bushes during fight. The yeah. headline doesn't say it, but it was two sisters. Oh, there you go. They got drunk at Disney Springs, which is the, the Orlando downtown Disney, yeah. I think. It's the yeah, shopping, shopping area. area. A little, got, little hocus pocus. The, uh, the sisters got angry at each other? They, uh, they got, yeah. They got wasted. They got mad at each other. They got in a fight. Mm-hmm. Somehow the clothes came off. I don't know. One of them puked mid-fight. They both slipped in the puke. Yeah. I don't know if they were naked or not by then. Fell into the bushes. It was a real shit show. Very, it's not what Walt would have wanted. No, and just like with everything else, like on airplanes and at the local Trader Joe's, there's more fights uh, happening. People it's, are feral. Yeah, it's it's weird. There was one uh, here locally at the... Uh, uh, a fight between a family and Disney security in front of the It's a Small World ride. Which is just like, buddy, you're never going to be allowed back in this park. Yeah. But Disney Springs is funny because it is uh, a, like, retire. Like, there's so many failed businesses, like, shells of businesses in there that it's, like, completely odd. They, Disney had, like, an old video arcade, like, slash VR place called, like, Disney Quest there. Mm. And uh, that's nothing now. Uh, House of Blues used to be there. I don't even know if that's there anymore. Probably not. It's a bunch of, like... You know how restaurants used to be, like, weird-looking? Like, Planet Hollywood used to be, like, a globe? Yeah. restaurants used to have more fun. Yeah. Can't even find a rainforest cafe anymore. Yeah, so all it's all very themed, but you can, like, see... Now it's just, like, a fucking, like, uh, uh, emeralds. But you can see that it used to be some crazy, like, yeah. retro-futuristic-looking design. It's odd. Yeah, well... Well, don't get in a fight on Disney property. You'll never be allowed back, unless it's you own the home there. Yeah, and then you're gonna. That's uh, that's gonna be a and whole Mickey other legal. Has to come and arrest you. Stop yeah. resisting. See my thumbnail for news dump. Yeah, Disney pop. <laughs> Mickey popping out with a gun. <laughs> Call an ambulance, but not for me. <laughs> uh, Drunken woman on motorized suitcase leads police <laughs> leads police chase through Orlando airport. Officials say. Have you seen these little suitcases? It's like a little car, and it's got some uh, speed to it. It's just such a funny image. It might be the same woman that was at Disney Springs. It's the uh, Orlando airport, after all. Yeah, I don't know. This this woman looked pretty rough. She was she was wasted. The video of it, like the body cam of it, it's like this cop, this airport cop, is the nicest cop I've ever seen in action. He gives this woman so many opportunities. He's like, we can't let you on the plane because you are like obviously drunk. You're slurring your speech. You literally can't stand, and that's why you're riding your suitcase 
like a little car. <laughs> so we're just gonna we're gonna we're gonna let you dry out a little bit, and we'll get you on the next flight. It's fine. You're not in trouble. And she's, you know, she's cooperative one second. I think she's blackout drunk. Like cooperative one second, and then just like not. The next second, uh, she she tries to get away on her cart, and he's like, <laughs> the body cam, he's like, damn, that thing's pretty fast, and gets on his bike, yeah, like, chases her down, and, like, yeah, he, he gives her so many opportunities, he's so nice to her, and then she spits in his face, and he's like, Jesus well, Christ. now I gotta arrest you, god damn it, and then, yeah, she spits on him again, it's, it's, uh... I'm still under the impression that, like, the reason that there are so many of these at airports specifically is because people are mixing anti-anxiety medication and alcohol. That's probably it. Yeah. It's also like, I mean, if you, if you drink before flights, which I, which I generally do, uh, it works out fine if you know your limits and everything's on time. If the flight is not on time, things can get dark. Yeah. It's like, like, okay, I got an hour. I'm going to chug two 16-ounce beers and <laughs> I'm going to sleep the whole flight. And then the flight gets delayed another two hours. You're like, well, I'm already drunk. I guess keep them coming. By the time you get on the plane, then you're a mess. Yeah. And yeah. Just got to hold your shit together. I've only ever seen it uh, with someone that I know. I've only ever seen it once where uh, my buddy got, it was, and it was so dumb. It was a flight from LAX to Vegas. Oh. And they're like, sir, you're, it was Friday night too. And it's just like, of course, this is like 10 years ago. Like, of course, everyone on the plane's been drinking. Yeah. And I don't know what it was about him specifically. Maybe he just reeked of alcohol. Could be. But, like, yeah, it was like he uh, showed up the next morning uh, and was not very happy about the entire experience. Yeah. Well, I mean, given what we've seen in the last two and a half years, uh, it's understandable that they're pretty low tolerance, no tolerance about this shit now. Yeah. Like, we're not taking any chances. Yeah, well, yeah, no. Every every day, some fucking lunatic tries to... There was one a couple days ago where a guy uh, tried to, like, open the door and uh, a flight attendant had to, like, bash him over the head with a, Wait, so a was coffee that, thing. was that the one where he claimed that he was only attempting to... He knew that the door wouldn't open, but he wanted a captive audience to talk about vaccine mandates? Like he, I he's don't like, know. All right, bring out the cell phones. Oh, now that I have all of your attention, let me tell you about why vaccine mandates are bad. Uh, that was the... That, uh, that might have been a different one. These things happen so frequently now. Yeah. They need to just have, like, MMA flight attendants. Yeah. I, get him, what's get odd him is, like, hold. out of all the past two years, I think, as far as I can remember, we've only seen one incident where the air marshal was on the plane and yeah. took the guy down. All those people, uh, we need... Just like Tennessee, we need to... Everyone on the plane needs to be armed. 10% of the flight's passengers <laughs> need to be air marshals. And yeah. they, we, you know, let's not waste any time with training them. Yeah. If they've ever fired a gun, congratulations. You've won. You're an air marshal now. Yeah. You are the law of the skies. Uh, anyways, Siberian teen jailed for five years after attempting to blow up a Russian government building in Minecraft. In a video game. Yeah, the Minecraft, in Minecraft, the in Minecraft defense... It actually might work. No longer valid. No. It doesn't work. He's going to prison. Yeah, He's but it was teenager. actually, he actually did it in Minecraft. Yeah, he blew up the Russian government building in Minecraft. Mm -hmm. And they, they, they said, oh, you're practicing for the real thing. So, I mean, there was more evidence against this kid. It sounds yeah. like he had some strong political views, but he's also like 15 years old. It's like, come yeah. on, guys. Guys, this is, this is just a gamer. Leave the kid alone. He needs more Minecraft. 
Yeah. Get this kid a get this kid in Roblox. Give him some Robux. Yeah. He could be in charge of the metaverse. Could yeah. be the new Putin of the metaverse. Yeah. So. Russia is so they're so hooked up on uh, making sure their army is manly or whatever, manlier than the U.S. Army. They need gamers and dorks on their side. Yeah. Because the war of the future. And how they do is that? Happening in the metaverse. Big titty anime girls in the metaverse. Yeah. 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 Conning. Big, sexy American. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's how we're going to do it in the future. Yep. They're going to they're gonna catfish you into submission. Watch out. A Reno man donated his kidney. He received a $13,064 bill in return. So that's what you get for, uh, you know, yeah. taking the difficult step of donating a kidney to someone else. Oh. Here's your bill, sir. I'd be so pissed. Yeah, I mean, of course it was an error and, like, it eventually got sorted out, but that's how everything is. Like, you know, my wife, just in the past year, has gotten so many bills from doctors where it's like, you, you got to spend half the morning on the phone with the, the doctor's office, the insurance company. No one knows what the fuck is up. They say, yep. they're like, okay, fine, we've sorted it out. And then, like, two weeks later, you get another notice. They're like, this is your final notice. We're going to send this to collections if you don't. Also, you don't there's pay a bunch out. that come that are like, on the inside, one will say, like, this is not a bill, and the other one is, like, the actual bill, and it's like, no, this one's not, because your copay took yeah. care of it, but this one actually was the thing that you had to pay for, and it's just like, dude, this fucking sucks. It's such just, a... Just, I'll wait for collections. It's such a terrible, terrible, inefficient system. There's yeah. so much waste in between. Like, I would... All those people on the phones, I'm sorry, you're out of a job in my America. Learn to code. Yeah, learn to fucking code. <laughs> like... It's, uh, it's just so much bureaucra bureaucratic bloat by having all of these elements of the healthcare system privatized. And it's not even efficient. That's the one thing they say, like, oh, well, we the private sector, it'll be efficient. You don't want the government doing this. It's like, well, doesn't look like... Uh, Turns out both can suck. Yeah. 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 Uh, like, even, even getting a list of, like, doctors in your insurance. So I had to go to a doctor, an ophthalmologist recently. And, uh, of course... Try to log into my insurance website. Can't get in. There's some problem with that. Of course. Just not possible. Something mm -hmm. went wrong. Well, it's not so on the blockchain. That's so, I, yeah, it's not blockchain certified. Yeah. Uh, so I have to get on the phone with them. I have to wait like 10 minutes. Get them on the phone. They're like, oh, we need to connect you with the website department. They're like, all right. Uh, yeah, we just submitted the request, but it'll be like a month before you're actually able to log in. And I'm like, why? And they're like, uh, just have... I'm like, okay, well, so I still need to find a fucking doctor. I need to find a doctor that's under my plan. So they connected me back to another person. Um, who, like, asked way too many questions about what it is I needed done when I feel like it should have been, I, like, I need an ophthalmologist. I got a referral from an optometrist. It took, like, 15 minutes of being on the phone with that person. And I was like, okay, so the whole reason I called you guys is I need a list of doctors who are in network to see so I don't get charged, like, $10,000. It's a little tough right now. So, like, finally they email me a list. It's <laughs> completely outdated. Yeah, of course. Half of those people do not exist. They don't have that address anymore. Or they are not taking that insurance anymore. Yeah. So I spent half the day fucking calling around to these people trying to find one that actually takes my insurance. I finally had it's to schedule... Maddening. I had to schedule uh, my, my first physical after the pandemic. And like, so I switched insurance like right before the pandemic started. So I had a, a new doctor. <laughs> and so I'd only ever communicated with this guy on like the app. Yeah. And just like, hey, that. is everything fine? Yeah, it's fine. Uh, I'll see you whenever the pandemic's over. Of yeah. course, pandemic lasts two fucking years. And so I finally call the schedule. I'm like, I feel safe enough going to the doctor's office. Now I should probably get my blood work done or whatever. And I call them like, 
oh, yeah, he's not accepting new patients. I'm like, I'm not a new patient. I've technically been a patient for like three years. Like, well, yeah, well, we're going to have to get approval from the insurance company and the doctor. And like, so I like email him. It was, it's a fucking nightmare. Yeah, it's so stupid. It's the worst system. Anyone who defends this shit is fucking evil. Yeah. Yeah. Next headline, though. <laughs> uh, Musk blames fun police for recall a feature that makes fart and goat noises. It's the problem. My car, I can't make my car fart at pedestrians. It is funny. I was, I was in a parking garage uh, a week ago, two weeks ago, after a concert. And the it, like, it was just the worst parking garage. The, you, you couldn't get out. We, we were yeah. there for 45 minutes. But there was like three or four fucking farts going the entire time, echoing through. Shut the, the fuck up. No. No, I'm glad. They, I'm so glad this is getting pulled. Fuck you. You're already the most obnoxious people on the road. Fuck off. No. Well, that's not the only fun that Musk got up to recently. Yeah, this man, he's, uh, he's, he's going... Him and Kanye, they are... Uh, A real both, brain trust. They're both on the, the upswing of... They both relate. They're in the manic. They're in manic. They're they're both. At least Kanye has the manic uh, excuse. Yeah. Elon's just a dick. Yeah. Uh, Another Elon headline. American Jewish committee demands Musk apologize for comparing Trudeau to Hitler. It it was. Yeah. It was via a fucking meme that almost certainly originated on like 4chan poll or something like that. Yeah. It's a photo of Hitler. (laughs) Yeah. It's a photo of Hitler being like, don't compare me to to, uh, Justin Trudeau. At least I can balance a budget. Yeah. You're the richest man in the world. Stop it. And it, it was a reply to, like, some crypto shit, too. Yeah, it was, it was about uh, the Canadian government limiting the, or blocking Bitcoin uh, from being sent to the protesters, which is, like, Canada is going a bit overboard with this, but I, I also see their reasoning behind it, because yeah. it's like, if a bunch of people in China started sending money to protesters in the United States to, like, feed them and keep them going, you would probably assume uh, that you, that would be uh, yeah, t- yeah that, not 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 most, most people would agree that that was uh, well not uh, something you want. Really appears like Russia probably has been doing that for uh, many many years. Yeah, uh, it, though more uh, more in the shadows and not so much uh, blatantly. Yeah, coming out and being like, yeah, we're funding uh, these extreme right wing and left wing movements in order to cause chaos. Yeah, but like yeah, all the donations were coming into Canada were like. Or not all of them, but a lot of them were coming from the United States. It's just like, no, you can't. We're not going to let a bunch of money from another country come over so you can continue just like annoying everyone and slowing down traffic. Yeah. No. Well, and it gives the people that are actually like involved in the protest another like false sense of support because like they're getting a bunch of money from people who are not, uh, I would say, in uh, positioning themselves in Canada's best interests. No. Yeah. You think you think Canada wants like looks down here and says, "Yeah, that's what we want." A lot of them seem to feel that way. They're very loud ones. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they want to make North America great again. I guess so. And um, I guess we we had the chance like ten years ago to to go to uh, Calgary Stampede. I don't even know if it'd be fun anymore. It would just turn into another like MAGA rally. Yeah, but still, the fact that there aren't like so many people carrying concealed handguns and shit and True. shooting at their, their own shadow. I still want to go. Uh, Yahoo! Calgary Stampede. Yeehaw. No, it's Yahoo up there. Oh, why? I don't know. Yahoo! That's what they do. We love that website, don't we, folks? <laughs> yeah. 
Teacher admits to feeding students cupcakes laced with her husband's sperm. What? Yeah, and this story is actually like... This is disgusting. It's, this is the least fucked up aspect of this story. No. Yeah, no, this woman's going away for like 40 years. Good. Because she... I don't know, they haven't released details of it, which makes sense because it involves minors. Yeah. But like her and her husband, they're a bunch of charges. CP, uh, sexual assault, all this stuff. Her husband, a fucking cop. Oh. His cum is the cum she put in the cupcake. Ugh. A real twisted pair. Yeah. To quote Neil Breen. So, uh, yeah. But yeah, the... I mean, on top of everything else. The cum and the cupcakes, that, that takes us to uh, some next level evil shit. Well, if you can't trust the police, who can you trust? I know. I know. Mm. Speaking of police... Police handcuff cougar bothering a residential neighborhood. Hey, you guys want a martini? <laughs> Hey, I, you boys look, you guys are over 18, right? I got the hot tub heating up. Uh, ma'am. <laughs> ma'am. <laughs> you know, my husband died five years ago. Oh, woe is me. The washing machine doesn't even work anymore. Glug, glug, glug. I like the young people. <laughs> it wasn't that kind of cougar. <laughs> Do people even still use that word anymore? I don't know. I probably. She's a cougar. Yeah. Do they say MILF anymore? Yeah. Well, because, like, well, now, like, our age, an average woman our age is a MILF. Statistically. People, like, 10 years younger than me are MILFs. It's fucked up. Yeah. So, now we're, now the new MILF is a cougar. The kids are out of the house. Out of the cougar's den. (laughs) No, it was a real cougar, and, uh, I mean, yeah, I was doing cougar stuff in the neighborhood. For for some reason. (laughs) You boys want to drink? (laughs) For some reason, though, like. Police got there before animal control. I don't so know shot, how, it, shot it to death. No, it lived. I don't know how they managed to get it, but it, there's a picture of it's got its arms or it's, it's got its paws in handcuffs. Yeah. Which probably really annoyed it. What the fuck is this shit? I'm glad you're using the cougar's preferred pronoun. The last guy just shot me with a tranquilizer dart and I had a really nice sleep. Mm-hmm. This guy's telling me to stop resisting and putting chains around my hands. And then the cougar got on their electric uh, uh, suitcase and rode away. <laughs> well, I'm off to another new town. <laughs> I'm going to Vegas. <laughs> Bye-bye. They're going to let me on the flight this time. <laughs> it's just a 45-minute flight from John Wayne Airport to Las Vegas McCarran. What's the big deal? What's the big deal? Mm-hmm. Chet Hanks says he didn't have a strong male role model growing up. Literally, fuck Chet Hanks. He's done a bunch of interviews uh, post Channel 5 uh, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, that he really is trying to paint his family uh, as really bad people. Yeah. And, like, the reasoning behind it in one of the things is that... It's like, oh, they didn't prepare me for fame or whatever. Or and they, like that. they made me, like, work to buy my own first car and it was a piece of shit. It was, like, a PT Cruiser. And it's just like, what are you doing? That's like, good parenting. I mean... Uh, also, yeah. like, dude... You have other siblings that are completely well-adjusted and yeah, fine. Chet's younger brother, who's like two years younger than him, is completely normal, completely out of the And spotlight. Colin. Well, Colin's like his half-brother. But, Doesn't uh, matter. But yeah. Uh, yeah, he's just like, you know, it was really hard growing up without a strong male role model to like, you know, teach me uh, how to like defend my... He's like, your dad's Tom Hanks. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, like there is a lot to be said about like the children of celebrities and how mentally damaging that can potentially be but in this scenario 
I don't believe it. Yeah, because there you are, grew up around other rich people. Yeah, like, and you have siblings who are completely well adjusted and normal, whether they're half brothers or actual full siblings. Yeah, um, from the same household with the same parenting. And look, if anything, he's very public about uh, things. So yeah, if anything, I mean, yeah, maybe he should have had a, a stronger male role model who like disciplined him more. Because he just everything about him. Maybe reeks, he wasn't disciplined enough. Yeah, everything about him reeks of like a guy who's just like heard the word yes and didn't hear the word no a lot as a child. Well, and also like he definitely strikes me as the type of person who saw like. Colin and his dad and they're very he seems like he wanted to do always the opposite yeah and lash out and I don't know yeah it is weird does seem like he's sort of like mommy's little mommy's little boy maybe Rita Rita Wilson she loves loves her son Colin isn't it cute when he does the Jamaican voice Chet not Colin Chet yeah Chet is not her son or Colin is not her son Chet Mm -hmm. is her son I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I haven't tried parenting yet, so I, I am completely have no knowledge in this situation, yeah. but it, it does strike me a bit weird. Your kid's going to grow up to be even worse than Chet Hanks. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, final headline. Finally, Snoop Dogg releases track that's just him rapping over the Curb Your Enthusiasm theme. And it kind of slaps. I was skeptical at first. They remixed it enough that it works, and... Uh, I really enjoy it. And then the chorus, he actually sings over the da 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 It's great. So this offsets the other Curb Your Enthusiasm disappointment. He doesn't mention crypto in the song? I don't think so. Or the FaZe Clan? I don't think so. Is he at the FaZe Clan necklace on the Super Bowl? Oh, cool. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah, I mean, I didn't listen too closely to lyrics, but he does mention Leon. The character cool. from Kirby Enthusiasm. Leon's got a full-time gig for uh, Caesar's Sportsbook. Oh, does he? Yeah. He's, he's, the, in... he's the face of Caesar's uh, like casino and sportsbook. He's been in a lot of ads recently. Good yeah. for him. Yeah. Good for him. Good for him. Uh, anyways, that's it for today's episode of uh, Weekly Weird News. If you missed it somehow, Disney is building an entire town just for you and your family to live in. And uh, also, check out our recent episode of Tech News Day. And uh, we'll see you uh, very soon. Enjoy your long President's Day weekend. I'll see you on Truth Social. Yeah, Truth dropping on President's Day. Let's fucking go. Uh, Daytona 500. I'll be watching. Yeah, that's happening. You're watching. You're gonna watch it, right? Uh, yeah. I got cars. Find... They loud. They go around. Gotta find what channel it's on. I believe it's Fox. I think okay. it's always Fox. I don't know if I get that one. So <laughs> pull out the bunny ears. Yep. All right, check out the videos. They're over here now. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.